You are listening to the Lifestyle Emporium podcast, episode number two, How to Be a Guardian of Our Galaxy. My name is Ellen Meyer, and I am delighted to welcome you to your new gathering place, a hub of fresh encounters, inspiration, courage, and life skills that will help you realize and fulfill the purpose that you have been created for while living in joy and abundance throughout the journey. This is an interactive conversational lifestyle podcast. I would like to accompany you, my friend, wherever you are, whether it be on your lunch break, in a traffic jam, or just looking for some fresh motivation and encouragement. For this podcast to truly make a difference, really listen, reflect, and engage. What I'm going to share with you today is a message which I believe is so powerful that it can open your eyes to see your world in a way that perhaps you have never considered it before. I believe that this will enrich the quality of your life and transform the way we think about ourselves as women, that is, if we would let it. It is a very simple concept, but one not to be underestimated. I've seen and experienced its life-transforming power. So here we go. As I'm speaking to you now, there are some of us who are frustrated and deeply unfulfilled. For some, it is momentary but frequent. For some, it is an ever-present discontentment that lingers quietly in the background. And for others, it overpowers your entire world. It affects you deeply and may even flow over into your relationships. Everywhere we look, we find experts, in air quotes, that are trying to tell us what we need to do or how we need to look to finally feel fulfilled. 10 steps to achieve this or that, to buy this book, buy this course, and then finally achieve the joy you so long for. This constant unchanging message implies that happiness will not arrive until we have accomplished certain things. It has us convinced that life will get better if we just take certain steps, whether it be to start a new business, change your jobs, or even change your spouse if the current one is not living up to expectations. However, if joy remains at the endless thread of things to do or to change, this strategy will leave us always thinking that we haven't done enough or achieved enough. Because, let's be honest, how many of us have read that book or taken those steps towards whatever and fulfillment still remained so distant? In this podcast, I would like to help you evaluate your life honestly and identify the source of your frustration and what to do with it. It will cost you the time that you invest to spend on a few deep reflections. Allow me to give you a little background on what motivated me to write this. Through no plan or ambition of my own, it so happened that I have lived in different cultures and countries and I am connected to women all around the world. And do you know what? Regardless of geography, culture or generation, it is astounding how much we actually have in common. For example, the longing to be recognized, to mean something, to have a voice. All of us desire to be heard. All of us want to be affirmed and appreciated in some form or another. Most of us want to feel secure in the outcome of situations and that our lives make a difference. Making a difference looks different for everyone depending on your passion, your natural and acquired gifts, 
and what touches your heart, but all of us want to know that our lives matter. I have also seen a common thread amongst many women, myself included, when it comes to knowing that we are valuable, accepted and affirmed. I will generalize my examples, but this is what I observe. I see women yearning to meet the one who will complete them. I see women striving to prove themselves in the workplace, both in the corporate and entrepreneurial world. Then at home, the hustle and friction continues with decisions such as whether to start or grow a family, which spouse takes on which role and the wrestle for your place. All over the world and through the years, I see us wanting the next thing and the next thing. We hardly arrive at the subsequent step. We hardly pause for a moment to embrace the present when the next level beckons. And if whatever we deem to be the consecutive step does not happen as we hoped or as culture dictates, then that is where unrest and disappointment starts to fester. And friends, it is so important to recognize if we find ourselves in the midst of such an endless circle. Now, please do not hear what I'm not saying. Wanting to make progress is a good thing. I am the world's greatest advocate for having dreams and being goals orientated. It is important to have things to look forward to. Working towards milestones, formally or informally, is in my opinion a non-negotiable for a fulfilled life. However, when our level of joy is directly tied to the accomplishments or the steps in our plan, it may mean that we are not appreciating the journey or the people or the experiences on the way to the destination. When analyzing your level and frequency of discontent and frustration, please hear me. No one on this side of heaven lives in a state of constant euphoria where there is rarely a dull moment. No one is always happy this is an illusion. But on the other hand, when joy and fulfillment seems like a mysterious fairy tale, I would like to assure you that there is another way, because it is attainable. Here are some signs how you can identify if that itchy, naggy, persistent restlessness is something that needs a bit of attention. The first one. When discontent lingers and you find that your ebbs and flows are more like ebbs and ebbs, when joy seems like an elusive, unattainable something in the distance that you never seem to reach. Number two, resentment and blame. When you start to feel resentment towards a situation, often one that you cannot change, or your spouse or your children, feeling like they are somehow responsible for you not having the life that you should have. Number three, when you find that you become dependent on stuff to get you through the day or night. It could be compulsive shopping, comfort eating, or waiting for one o'clock to strike. If our goal is just to get through the day, we are wasting precious moments. Number four, if you look back on your life more than you look forward, when you start to have nagging regrets that you would have been so much happier if you took a different turn, made different decisions, if you studied something else, or married the one that got away. Number five, if you look forward with unrealistic wishes or idealistic expectations of life. 
because you have convinced yourself that you would be so much more worthy if you achieve that qualification or promotion or when you finally get to wear that white dress or have those little arms wrapped around your neck or fit into that smaller size dress. Friend, whatever it is on your distant horizon, in the deepest place of your disappointment, just know that you are truly not alone and there is a way through this. But it is a way which does not consist of quick fixes or temporary distractions that will only take your mind or heart off what is really the problem. Today's talk is not simply about mindfulness and being present. This is way beyond that. This has to do with who you are and not what you do. It has to do with the fact that you have been created lovingly. It has to do with the reason why you have been created, which is bigger than you, and it is connected to fulfillment and wholeness. I would like you to take a deep breath. Yes, breathe. You are alive, my friend. And do you know what? You have life to live and to give. You are worthy. I would like you to stop tying your joy, your worth, your happiness to another thing that you have to do or to achieve. I would like you to consider the wonderful possibility that you do not have to prove yourself to anyone to be valuable. You are precious beyond words, just being you. Hold on to that knowledge, that fact, that you are worthy. Even if the media, you yourself or someone else is telling you that you are not good enough, clever enough, thin enough, successful enough, you are more than enough just on your own. Your value is not tied to other people's opinion of success in your life or your accomplishments. It is so important that this becomes an immovable rock of truth in your life. For some of us, that will take some time to establish as we may have believed for so long that we need to adhere to some imaginary standard to mean something. Now, let us take this one step further. I'm convinced that our level of fulfillment and joy increases in our connection with others, not in their approval or praise of you, but in relationship, in you and I relating to others in a meaningful way to them, in us being intentional in adding value to others, in sharing who you are. You, you have a story that have made you who you are. When we look away from our immediate struggle and look around, we will find that even in our brokenness, we have meaning. You have a hand to hold, but there is a catch. Whatever we give to another, our joy becomes only complete when we don't necessarily expect something in return. This often leads to disappointment. It has taken me a lifetime to even start to scratch the surface of this inconceivable paradox, but it is life transforming. So open your eyes and evaluate what and who is in your world. You are someone's someone. You have a sphere of people who surround you. You are someone's daughter, friend, sister, wife or mom. Moreover, you interact with strangers in your sphere. Whether it is at the bakery or supermarket, at work or school, it is time that you realize that your sphere is your opportunity. You hold a world in your hands. 
and what I'm about to tell you is so simple, it's so significant. Do you know why? Because you have been entrusted with a world, with people and relationships, and not for no reason. No, you are the guardian of your galaxy. It is important to note that we do not own these relationships, but we are guardians of them. We do not own our partner, friends, or even our children, but we have an amazing opportunity to look outside of ourselves and make a difference. Instead of looking what we do not have, if we evaluate what and whom we have and how we could intentionally make a difference in their lives, an amazing thing happens. Meaning, purpose and joy starts to seep in through something as little as a smile or act of kindness and thoughtfulness. I am not sure what your belief system is. I will share with you what I believe. But I totally respect that everyone has a different faith journey. And the reason why I speak about my convictions is because I believe this can truly help you. And for far too long, I did not realize the power of such simple truths. So I hope that you would take a chance in trusting that what I share is relevant also for you. I believe that God ultimately leads our life. Years have taught me how little control I have over situations and other people. But I believe that when we are in tune with Him, we are at our most fulfilled. In other words, I think that unhappiness is sometimes caused because we may be doing something we are not made to do, or that the timing that God has determined is not ours. Naturally, there are difficult seasons where we sacrifice for the right things, but if it persistently fails to be fruitful, it is worth relooking our course of action, asking why there is no fruit and no joy. I believe that God has made us thoughtfully with so many gifts to flourish. These gifts do not need to be a great singing voice or an Einstein brain. Thank goodness, or else I would be hopeless. It could be the ability to relate to others, a warm smile, or the ability to love people well, a compassionate heart, or a flair to create. You are completely unique in the way that you and your gifts work together, and you are entirely capable to make a positive impact and be fulfilled. If you would like your world to be better, or to live in a better world, you need to begin in your galaxy. We need to start in our home and our world. If we want to have circumstance changed, we need to accept responsibility to take the first step towards that change. Looking back in regret or forward in blame will not help, but the secret is hidden in making the most of what and who you have. If you have been in a place of discontent or frustration, I would like to take you through a simple exercise. The goal of this exercise is not to tell you that you will be joyful when you do X, Y, Z. The goal is for you to find the joy in where you are and what is in your world right now. If you are driving or unable to write at this moment, listen to these questions, reflect and then come back to them later, writing down your response. Taking the time to write the answer to these questions will be very valuable to you. Number one, how would you define or describe yourself? Include some strengths and weaknesses. Number two, when I talk about situations of discontent or frustration, what comes to mind? Number three, 
How would you describe a perfect day or life as you wish it to be? What would that look like to you and how does this look different than the life you currently lead? Number four, what or who do you compare your life with? Number five, I would like you to make a list of the people that are in your everyday world. Now, I will briefly elaborate on why these five questions merit reflection and how they might help you. The first question, how would you define or describe yourself? It is important that you really know yourself or get to know yourself. Often, that only happens by observing yourself through different seasons, in different situations, social or solitary. Life experiences teach you things about yourself that you did not know. I guarantee that you will discover that you are great at some and terrible at other things. My point is that even in the discovery of yourself, as you change through life seasons, there is joy to be found in knowing how you were made and how you grow and change and what makes you come alive. You are unique. There is not one description that would look exactly the same. The second question, when I talk about situations of discontent, what comes to mind? For example, you are still single, or your husband gets to work while you are at home, or life with small children is draining, or you're stuck in a rat race, or limited by finance. List what is heavy for you, and then we will move on to question three. How would you describe a perfect day or life? What would that look like to you? And how does it look different than the life you currently lead? Let me give you an example. At one point in my life, I was in a transition and I was looking for the next thing. I was a career girl, but realized the corporate world, for me, was not conducive to being a good mom to a small child with no family around. I came up with the idea that I wanted to own a coffee shop. I dreamed of how I would furnish it and what it would look like. I dreamed of all the wonderful friends that I would make. I did research and I was frustrated that I could not find the perfect venue at the right price. One day, I spoke to a friend and he asked me a simple question. He said, if you have a coffee shop, what role would you play? I thought it was obvious. I said, well, I would run the shop. Yes, he said, but what would that entail? I realized I did not run through the daily tasks of running a coffee shop realistically because in my mind, we would have had a team to do different things. But in reality, in the beginning, I would likely have to do most things. I gave him a vague answer, knowing that I failed to truly think through this, and the reflection led me to some revelations, such as I would need to open the shop before school, and that would mean that I would give up the special time that I spend with my son in the morning. Secondly, though I enjoy baking the occasional cake, I would likely need to bake every day. I do not even like being in the kitchen, not to mention cleaning up my own mess and being a cashier or doing the books. I realized that I would love to design and set up a coffee shop. I would love to gather people and build friendships over coffees, but running a coffee shop will be so much more than that. I finally realized that the dream was a bit of an illusion and that the timing was all wrong. In reality, 
it would be so much better suited to my husband who is a chef. I was frustrated for all the wrong reasons, but I learned a valuable lesson. Think through the illusion of your dreams. Make an actual plan. Speak to different people who have gone through the same thing and make informed decisions. In fact, let the dream that motivate you be your genuine desire and not just a vague idea. Sometimes we could be dissatisfied in a perfectly perfect life in pursuit of a magical little fable which does not exist and you may find yourself in a terrible predicament in business or marriage. The fourth question was, what or who do you compare your life with? Whoever or whatever you are comparing your life with, simply stop. It is the most futile exercise. It will either give you an inflated ego or it will make you feel that you are not good enough or somebody else has a better marriage or home or life than you have. This is a definite joy killer. Simply stop comparing. Finally, I asked you to make a list of the people that are in your everyday world. When you have done that, ask yourself, how can I add value to their life? Relationships are riches. I mistakenly believed that I needed to have a successful career or business to be fulfilled. I tied my worth to the financial contribution that I could make to my family. I still catch myself sometimes doing that. But I realized that I could add significant value to the people in my life in a non-financial manner. Through creativity, attentiveness, being thoughtful and caring. All the years of being an equal financial contributor in my family did not have a fraction of the impact until I started thinking of creative ways to meet them in their actual place of need. It took me a bit of laying down of myself and being intentional about caring for the people in my world. When I stopped thinking about what I do not have and started thinking about what is in my world and how I could make a difference there, everything changed. I started truly listening to my husband, to what is heavy for him to carry and started making an effort to lighten what was burdening him. When my son came home, I was present to listen to his day and to make an effort to meet him where he is at. I have come up with such fun projects and I've forged such a close relationship with my little boy and I started experiencing such fulfillment in making the most of my world just as it is. And I realized that I missed what was in front of me for so long. Now, your world may look completely different than mine, but it holds no less potential. There are people in your world with whom you can make a difference just being you and showing them that you care about what is important to them. For example, instead of being depressed because you are single, use the time and the flexibility that you have to build relationships that last. Trust me, you do not know how long this freedom will last and what an opportunity this is. And if you are married and resenting your husband, think about ways you can stand by him and be a partner in the journey to share the highs and lows of life. Or if you feel stuck in an unhappy marriage, try, with no expectations, to add value to his life in a new and thoughtful way every day and see what happens. Consistency is key here. Nothing happens overnight. But I would just like to add, when I talk about unhappy marriage, 
I'm not talking about abusive situations. In these cases, I urge you to reach out and get help. Friends, you will be amazed how simple things, such as celebrating the successes of others, listening to those around you, and knowing that even in the most exhausting, frustrating seasons, you are able to shape and form lives. Moms, we are able to craft a bond of love and friendship with our little person. This is the investment of a lifetime. And none of these situations last forever. Unique opportunities present itself even in the most challenging or limiting conditions. It can trap you or unlock a world of possibilities. You are the guardian of the hearts of your friendships, your husband and child. You could light up those hearts with love and kindness and generosity. This podcast deals with the issue that most of us face at some point, the issue of being discontent or living an unfulfilled life. However, I want to recap by saying that I did not do this for you to feel that you need to do another thing to gain access to the intangible world where you will eventually feel alive. I wanted you to know that you are cherished and that you are enough and your joy is contained within the world that you are a part of. Please do not merely gloss over the questions that I asked, but realize the power of your high calling, fellow guardian. Life will truly spring from gratitude. Gratitude for your life, just the way it is, as opposed to feeling that you are a victim of your circumstance. The only difference between those who are fulfilled and others is that they have realized how to be a good guardian of their galaxy. What an honorable position it is that you have. What a world of possibility to have the challenges that are unique to you, to have the gifts that are unique to you, just the way you are in the world that you hold in your hands. The joy is woven through the journey. It is my hope that you will breathe a new breath today, realizing afresh that we get to walk this walk and we get to love the ones who have been placed in our world. So let us resolve to know our value and embrace our galaxy, living and loving to the fullest while we are alive. Well, friends, this is it for today. I would love you to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram as Lifestyle Designer on Insta or on Facebook at The Lifestyle Emporium Tribe. You can also visit my website www.thelifestyleemporium.ch which offers both learning experiences and mentorship. I look forward to connect with you there. Until next time.